Come on, do you believe that today? Come on, I believe the Spirit of God is here today. His presence is here today. If you need Him, He's here today. Amen. Hey, listen, I don't know how you came to church today, but I know this, that the Spirit of God is here today. And I know that sometimes, Lord, we can go through something so difficult and so hard, but sometimes what we need to do more than anything else, and we don't understand why, is we just need to get into the presence of God like this. We need to gather as a church believing that God is going to do something, that I need something from Him. I hope you came to church with that kind of posture in mind. Listen, we need these moments. Don't, don't ever downplay the value of church in your life. Well, it's just a service. No, it's not. There's something dynamic that happens in your life and mine when we gather into the presence of God. When we come together as a community, something different happens. You're not alone. The things you're facing, what you're going through, we need this. I need this. And I pray that you do as well. You know, we're, we're about to make a transition of seasons. Like we're, we're getting ready to, to walk into the summer season. How many of you love the summer? Come on, don't you love summer? Come on, love summer. Who doesn't love summer? And I know sometimes our routine changes when we get to summer. Because our kids, it's not every day getting up and going to school. And, and so maybe it changes that. Maybe this summer you got plans for doing fun stuff with your family. Man, that's incredible. You should do that. You're going to take a vacation, maybe two if you're lucky. Hey, that's awesome. You should do that. You're going to celebrate some time together as a family. That's great. But can I please, as your pastor, implore you and say this, though maybe our routine changes, maybe that's happening. Let's not take the summer off from leaning into God. Let's not take the summer off from leaning in as a church family. I think sometimes in, in the summer, I know we're all different places, but if you're in town, make it a priority to be here. Because you don't know the one time when you show up when God is going to do something in your life that you need desperately. Something happens when we get into the presence of God. So I just want to encourage you, let's make this our rhythm for the summer. Instead of kind of leaning back, let's lean into what God wants to do because I believe He's going to do something in your life this summer. The messages, the series, the thing that God has put on my heart for our church over the summer might be better than what you get the rest of the year. That doesn't bode well for the fall. I'm just telling you though. I'm super excited. I'm excited about this series, guys. I gotta be, I cannot tell you. There's like something bottled up inside of me that I can't wait to get out. This new series that we're kicking off today called Thy Kingdom Come. I believe it is a game changer in your life. It's gonna be a game changer in the life of our church. I really believe that. What God wants to teach us, and I believe God wants to reframe some things in our minds when it comes to the topic of prayer. And so if you would do me a favor, just remain in a posture of standing. I want to read to you today, if I could, um, just a passage that I think can really set the tone for this entire series and what God wants to do. It's found in 1 John chapter 5, verses uh, 14 through 15. Let me read it to you. This is, this is kind of my heart for us as a church family that we could get to this point. Here's what John said. He said, this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us do you know right now as we we get in a posture of leaning into God that John would say do you know that God's turning his head and turning his ear towards you right now you know that when you gather in a moment like this where you're connected to God you can lift up things that are you're going through and God's God says all right I want to hear it I want to hear it 
He says in verse 15, he said, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. I don't know if you don't have that kind of confidence, but what I want to talk to you about today, my title is a new approach. I believe that there's a new way for us to approach God than maybe what we've ever considered in our lives. And I believe that God wants to use this series to teach us that. And so would you do me a favor? Just I want to have the honor as your pastor to pray over you before we begin the series. Both locations, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Let me just pray something over you, Father. I pray right now. I pray, God, for this, this journey we're about to go on as a church. God, this is more than a message. It's more than a series. I believe this is something, God, that you want us to get into our heart. You want it to live in our spirit. And so, God, I pray right now you'd open us up to hear you. You would open us up, God, to a revolutionary way of seeing you and seeing prayer. So, God, I pray your blessing over every person in our church today, whether it's their first time, whether this is their church home. I pray, God, that you would do something in us through this series that would take us to a whole new level in you. God, we thank you for your presence today, and we give you the glory and honor in advance. And all of God's people said, come on, let's give him praise one more time. Amen. You guys can go ahead and grab a seat today. It's an honor to be in church with you. It's an honor for me to share what I've, what I've got in my heart, to share with you today what I think God wants to do. Before I, I jump into this series that we're going to hit, um, and, and part of the reason why I wanted to do this series is because as your pastor, can I just say that it is my heart's desire for each and every one of you that you would actually grow spiritually. I, I want you to understand that. I don't want you just to attend church. I don't really need that. I don't need that validation. What I need for you is for you to begin to grow spiritually. So we're going to talk about some things over the next several weeks that are going to really help you. But I want to talk about an environment right now that if you have never been to it, that we already have as a church to help you grow. And it's called XU, X University. Listen, I, I shared about the beginning of this year as we kicked this off, my heart for you. And I, I just want you to understand X University is the place where you can go and we can begin to kind of lead you and direct you to grow spiritually. And I want to say, this is my heart's desire. If you call this church your home, you say, I go to the X. I, my prayer is that every single one of you would graduate from XU, whether you're a board member, whether this is your first time and you say, I'd like to make this church my home. That is for you. It is for all of us because we're all on a journey together. And I just want to ask real quick, just to show of hands, how many of you have graduated from XU? Raise your hand. Okay, okay, good number here in Lithopolis, but th there's about half of you that have not, at least, in this experience. I don't know about Lancaster. I'm going to ask this. What are you waiting for? Do you think it's somebody else to do that? Oh, that's for new people. Oh, that's for people that don't know much about God. No, it is for all of us to take our next step in our journey in a walk with Christ. And so I just want to challenge you. I'm just going to push back. I'm not going to stop on this. So you're going to get tired of it. My desire is for every one of you to graduate XU. If you have not gone through it, you need to go through it. And we're getting ready to start a whole new cycle, a new series of it. X, um, XU 101 begins next weekend. I want to see the rooms full. And so your campus pastor, your pastor is going to come up a little bit later and tell you exactly how you can register for that. But please do not walk away from this challenge and go, ah, that's for somebody else. That's for you. Because we want to celebrate. I, I just want to see every single person graduate. By the way, speaking of graduations, we got a lot of people in our church that have graduated just this past week or weekend. Can we just give it up for all of our high school graduates, college graduates? That is such an accomplishment. Graduating XU, all of it. It is such an accomplishment. So listen, I want to encourage you to, to make sure you, you do that, all right? Now, as we begin this new series of talks called Thy Kingdom Come, 
Um, as we talk about prayer, I have a confession to make on the front end, if that'd be okay. I, 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 I want to confess something to you as your pastor, and I hope you don't, um, I hope you don't hate me for it. But the truth is this, um, sometimes I struggle to pray. Now you might be like, you're the pastor, you can't, that's not fair. But I just, I just got to tell you this, sometimes, you just hear me, I struggle to pray. Sometimes I feel guilty for not praying enough. I do, I'm just being honest with you today. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I feel like so discouraged when I pray something and then it feels like nothing happened. This is me, I'm just telling you the way, I, I'm just being real right now today. Sometimes I, I feel like I don't pray long enough when I do actually pray. Sometimes I feel like, what's the point? Nothing changes. Uh, sometimes I just, I wonder if God's even listening. I, I, sometimes I just, I, I wonder if, if there's a problem with me as to why I struggle. Now, now as I say that, I just, I don't want to be left alone. I'm just, any of you feel the same way? Raise your hand if you struggle to pray. Okay, that's most of us, if not all of us. I think we need to talk about it because something's just not working then. Like, why do I struggle? Like, you think, oh, he's the spiritual leader and he struggles. Yeah, I struggle. I do. If I could be honest with you, sometimes the way I view prayer, I, I feel like prayer is like homework. I hated getting homework when I was in school. Amen from any students. It's awful. Amen. You know what I'm talking about, brother? I hated it. Like, I, I just, you know, I, I just, I don't like homework. I, my GPA reflected that my entire senior year. I don't even know if I did homework. I can't remember, but... Like, I, I just, I struggled with it. And it's kind of like, you know, you go to school all day, and I just don't understand why we can't teach our kids enough in six or seven hours every single day, five days a week, but whatever. And so we got to send them home with a bunch of homework that they can't even do. So us parents have to do it anyways. Teachers, administrators, plug your ears. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to know that your parent, your kids' parents are actually logging on to the computer and they're doing the work for them because they can't and they're frustrated. And, but, but sometimes I wonder if when it comes to spiritually, like, we, we feel like, well, I went to church. And I heard a great lesson, but now I got to go home and do homework. And I think one of the great things about church is sometimes we feel like we get a pass from doing homework on Sunday. I went to church already. Gosh, I don't need to go pray. And, and I think in our back of our minds, let's be real. It, it, we we kind of feel like when it comes to prayer, that in order for us to be a good little Christian, that there are two things that we need to do in homework. You all know what those two things are, right? We are first supposed to do what? We're supposed to read the and that's it. It's like the moment someone gives their life to Christ. Okay, hey, listen, now we're going to send you with homework. I'm going to need you to read this and I'm going to need you to pray every day. I wonder if that's what it feels like for many of us. It's like, I want God, but oh, I've got assignments. I got homework. And, and I'm saying that because I wonder if the way we have thought about prayer, I wonder if the way we've, we've seen it isn't what's messing us up. Like, I, I was thinking about this. I grew up going to church. I don't know if any of you did. Some of you might, maybe like me, you grew up going to church. And, and, and you know, we want to teach our kids to pray. We'll do that next, kids. We want to teach our kids to pray. My wife teaches two and three-year-olds how to pray. She teaches them how to do these hand motion things and an open, shut them, open. I know some of you got kids and went through that. You know, that's my wife. She starts that stuff. 
We teach, we want to teach kids how to pray. And so I want you to think about this for just a moment, parents, because I'm going to wreck some of you that are just so godly and you've been really just focused on how to teach your kids to pray. And so we teach them like before snack, we're going to say our prayers. And then what do we do? We teach our kids this. Hey, before we eat. So, whoa, 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 stop, Johnny. No, Susie, put this, put the fork down, put the fork down. We need to pray first. So let's stop. And so we stop and we teach them. We've got to get through this so we can get to the good stuff. Almost that some parents right now are like, shoot, we don't even pray at our house. So I feel so much better. Thank you, pastor. That wasn't the point of that. I just... Or how about this? How about this, this, this rhythm, this routine? Because you know, especially if you have little kids, it's all about routine. You want to get your kids in the routine. You, you know the bedtime routine? There's a bedtime routine. You got to do this as parents, right? And so every night, this is what we want to instill in our kids. This is what we do, bedtime routine, right? Put your PJs on, brush your teeth, say your bedtime prayers. So what do we tell them every single day? Put your PJs on, brush your teeth, say your bedtime prayers. Put your PJs on, brush your teeth, say your bedtime prayer. What are we teaching our kids when we do? I'm not saying that's awful. I'm just saying, what are we? We're teaching them that there is a ritual that you do right before you go to bed. And I just wonder, and I know, I know, you're like some of you, you, you just do not, I'm the only preacher you're ever going to hear say some of this stuff, okay? So I may be completely wrong in all this. But I wonder if what we're doing is we're teaching our kids at a young age that there is a ritualistic rhythm to prayer. It's something you have to do before you eat. It's something you have to do before you go to bed. And so all of a sudden we grow up thinking this is what I have to do. It's okay if I talk about stuff like this. Okay, because this is our this is our struggle. This is what we struggle with. And then maybe you grew you went to church, and there's some churches we go to where every single week it's the exact same prayer. And everybody knows it. And they pray it before they leave or they pray it and right before they do something. Everybody stands up and we recite it. And everybody knows the prayer. We say the Lord's Prayer. And we know it word for word. And we don't even think about it, but it's what we do. We stand up and we say it and we do it. And for some reason, prayer has become this very ritual thing rather than being something that's real. I just, I'm here. I'm not saying those things are bad. Please hear me. I'm not saying you should stop teaching your kids to pray. Somehow we need to instill in them that, that it does have value. But here's what I'm saying today. I'm just saying maybe we need a new approach to prayer because I'm not sure it's working. I'm a professional in the ministry and I struggle. I know you do too. Maybe we just need a, a new way. So maybe if you're here today and you're saying, uh, you, you talk about prayer, I, you know, you say, I don't know how to pray. Maybe you're here today and say, I, I feel like I've given up on praying because I, I did that once and they told me that God answers prayer and I prayed and then God didn't do it. Or maybe you're here today at church and you say, I'm not sure I believe in God, so I don't even really say any prayers. I just want to say, you're in the right place because we're all here together. We're going to go on a little bit of a journey together where we're going to learn. Listen, I, I hope you will make it a priority to be at every week of this because it's going to change your life. I really believe that. Next week, we're going to talk about what is it, how do I pray? We're going to give you some like just practical. How do I pray? And, and, and I know that sounds like so kind of mundane and it sounds so like elementary. And yet I've been in small groups and I've been around a lot of you long enough that I say, hey, you want to pray? People, oh, no, I can't do that. Hey, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about how to hear from God. Do you know that I believe that you can hear from God when you pray? You can. We're going to talk about it. Uh, week four might, might be my favorite week, at least, that I, I'm going to bring this message where I, I want to talk about what about all those prayers that we prayed that didn't get answered? 
And I think that's, that's a real rub in our faith. Does God still answer prayers? We're going to talk about that. We're going to have a special guest speaker for week five to close up the series. I'm just telling you, this series is going to be so powerful and impacting. But I just think we need to start from a place of honesty today. Here's where we need to be. We need to say this, and I want to be honest about this, and I want you to be honest about this. Prayer is hard. Praying is hard. Sometimes it feels boring. I'm just going to admit that. Sometimes my mind wanders the moment I begin praying. I think about everything I have to do. Um, praying is hard. Sometimes praying is hard when you feel discouraged and you feel like you've prayed for that same thing over and over again and nothing's happened. Praying is hard. It's hard. But my hope and desire for you is that we can just, let's be honest, peel back all the layers, and then let's just begin to build a new framework. Because I think that's the problem, is the way we view prayer. And I want to give you maybe a new perspective on prayer as we begin this series. And if you, if you forget everything else that I say today, I hope what I'm about to share with you that this will stick. And I want to encourage you to take notes during the series because don't act like you got it all figured out because we don't. We're going to do this together. I want you to write some of this stuff down. I want you to process it. I want you. Why? Because this is important for your spiritual life. This isn't about me. This isn't about the church. This is about your own life, your own connection with God. If that matters to you, then this should matter. What we're going to talk about. So I want to talk about prayer. And then, let me just begin by saying what I believe prayer is. Okay. And first I want to say it this way, prayer is not about getting from God, but prayer is about getting to know God. I, I want you to write that down. I want you to process that. Prayer is not about getting from God. Prayer is about getting to know God. And I think this is a struggle for a lot of us because when I think about what I pray about, most of the time it's what I need from God. My back's against the wall. I don't know what else to do, so I might as well pray. I need a miracle. I might as well pray. The medicine's not working. I might as well pray. And so most of the time I approach God, I'm just being honest today. I'm telling you this, even good things, spiritual things, church things. Most of the time when I approach God, it's God, I need something. God, would you do this? God, would you change this? God, would you change her? God, would you, we do that. But listen to me. This is what God's showing me. Prayer is not about getting from God. Prayer is about getting to know God. And if there's one person that changed the narrative of prayer in the history of this world, it is Jesus. Jesus changed the narrative of prayer. Do you know that before Jesus showed up, prayer was something that was so ritualistic. Prayer was something that was repetitive. Prayer, prayer was something, in fact, most of the time, um, prayer was just something that you did to please God. That's what you did. Prayer was something you did if you were a good Jewish person. Or in polytheistic cultures, prayer, they didn't really have prayer. They just, if I do this, then God would be pleased with me. And the whole way people approached God. You know that truthfully, this idea of talking, connecting, relating to God was not even a thing until Jesus showed up. Do you know even in the Israelite nation, this God's chosen people, the story of the Old Testament. Do you know they did not connect with God directly? It was a priest who did. And they had these prayers that they would pray over and over. Repetitive, repetitive prayers over and over and over again. Jesus was the one that changed that narrative. You know what's crazy to me? Jesus, he shows up and he, he begins to do it so differently. that His disciples, he calls these disciples and they follow him. And they're watching Jesus. And Jesus... He didn't pray like everybody. Everybody else prayed a specific way, a pattern. 
And Jesus would just start talking up into the heavens. He would start talking like he was talking to his dad. Not Joseph's dad, his heavenly dad. This was, this was strange. And the disciples were mesmerized by this. Because that's not what you did. That's not prayer. Prayer is ritual. Prayer is say these words over and over again. Prayer is make God happy by doing this. That's what prayer is. Do you know this was fascinating to me? Um, Jesus' disciples, they witnessed him heal people, open up blind eyes, um, raise lame people so they could walk, watch them multiply food and feed thousands upon thousands, watch them speak in calm storms, watch them raise the dead to life. All those things they watched Jesus do. And do you know what I found as I looked through the story of Jesus? That there was only one thing that they ever asked Jesus how to do. Can you guess what it was? What do you think? You'd be like, how do you like do that thing? How do you raise the lepers? How do you blind? How do you storms? I, we got a barbecue today. Like, how do you part the, how do you do that? The only thing they wanted, you know why? Because it was foreign. This isn't prayer. We know what prayer is. And you know what blows my mind away? We fast forward 2000 years today and it still feels ritualistic for us. This still feels like religion for us, not just us, but even the Jews. Man, this, this blew me away. So last December, I got to travel to Israel. It's my hope and dream to be able to take tours and take some people from our church to Israel to experience the place where Jesus walked. And I got the opportunity to go there. And I, and I wanted to tell you this because when you get over there, you see all these Orthodox Jews and these other people, and, and they have these rhythms of praying multiple times every day. They have this way in which they pray. This was crazy. So we're flying transatlantic. We're, we're flying to Tel Aviv. We're on this big, huge jet. It's hundreds of us there on the plane. And I can't sleep. You know, the, usually the flights are always at night. And I, I, couldn't, I can't sleep on planes very well. And so I'm awake. It's like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden, all these people start to wrestle. And several of these guys get up. 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, when you're on a plane and a bunch of people get up real fast, all of a sudden start reaching for stuff, you freak out just a little bit. Okay. And they get up and they start getting in the overhead bins and they get out these little bags that they had. And they would take out of these bags a prayer shawl that was folded up. And they would stick it over their shoulders and their head. And they would take these leather straps and they would stick them around their fingers. And then they would wrap them all the way around their arms. And they had these little box on them. And then they would put this thing on their heads, this leather strap that had a box that would sit right here. And they would get out this little book. And they would stand there for 30, 40 minutes, just reading over in their mouths going the whole time. I, I couldn't make out. They were just, and they're just, look, they're just, they're doing their prayers. That was, that was, that was the rhythm in Israel 2,000 years ago. Guess what? It's still the rhythm with Orthodox Jews today. It hasn't changed. So much so that there was this, um, I remember this one moment. So we're about to land in Tel Aviv. And there was a Hasidic Jew. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They got the curly sideburns and usually wear the full garb and all that stuff. And, um, and so there, there was this guy that was on the plane or several of them that were on there. And so we're flying. And as we get close to Tel Aviv, I remember they, they did an announcement over the airways. They said that, Hey, listen, Israel has a rule law that 30 minutes, 30 minutes before you land and you get into airspace, this is Israel's airspace. Every single person has to be seated in their seat. Otherwise, they will not allow you to land. 
Israel does not mess around. They're right in the middle of a lot of controversy all around them. And so 30 minutes before you land, you are not allowed to get out of your seat. Otherwise, they told us, we, they will divert our plane to Jordan. Now, listen, that's a problem when you got a tour that you're about to leave from in Tel Aviv. And so we're sitting there, and I hear this announcement 30 minutes ahead of time, right? Then about 20 minutes before we hear the announcement again. About two minutes later, we hear... Everyone needs to be in their seat or they are going to divert our plane. And I look behind me and one of these Hasidic Jews is standing up right by his seat. And he is just, he's standing up right by his seat and he is just this, rocking back and forth like this, just saying prayer, rocking back and forth. He does not even care what is going on, whether or not we're going to get moved to a whole nother airport in another country. I'm telling you, I was this close to tackling him. I don't care if you're praying, dude. We're getting to Tel Aviv. Get down. I ain't trying to be rude, but we got to land. And so what I'm saying is like, that is the mindset of prayer. And then Jesus shows up and Jesus, he prayed all the time. Not, not just certain times of the day and not just put all this stuff on, just, just random. He would, he would, pray. in fact, Luke chapter five tells us this, that Jesus would often withdraw to lonely places to pray. It wasn't because he was lonely. It was because he wanted to get alone with his father. It tells us in Luke chapter six, this is crazy, that Jesus stayed up all night one night praying before he chose his 12 disciples. He wanted to get it right. I mean, Jesus cared so much. Jesus, do you know, I found this interesting. Go read through. Most of the places in the story of Jesus, before he performs a miracle, he pauses and he looks up to heaven and it says that he gave thanks and he blessed and he prayed. There was a connection that Jesus had to God that wasn't ritual, it wasn't religion, it was relationship, and it was about knowing his Father. Can I tell you this? Jesus needed to know his Father's will. He needed to know. Yeah, he's fully God, but he was fully man. There's, Jesus needed to know the will of God so that he could operate. Jesus said, I didn't come to do my will. I came to do his will. He needed to know what it was. And how did he discover what it was? Through a relationship, through prayer. Can I tell you that, listen, prayer is not getting from God. If we could just get that in our minds, and our hearts, and I struggle with this, that prayer is getting to know God. Listen, when we get to know God, I would argue it changes how we approach him. When we get to know God, it will change how you approach him. That, that's why for Jesus it was different because the way he knew God, it wasn't just creator God. It wasn't Yahweh. Do you know the Israelites, the, 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 the Yahweh God, they wouldn't even say the name Yahweh or write them because of, they so revered and so were afraid of this Yahweh God. And Jesus shows up and goes, oh, dad? Oh, you, oh you're talking about my father? It was so foreign that they would think about it this way. And I wonder if... If we could get a, a mindset shift, I wonder if it would change the way we approach God with prayer. Can I reread re 1 John 5 to you now that I gave you that context? Because in 1 John 5, it, it says something really powerful that's important. It said this, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God. I wonder if some of you feel like you don't have a lot of confidence in your prayer. Because I feel like that a lot of times. Well, God, if, I don't know, if you could, just maybe, possibly, if there's any chance at all. 
And, and John tells us that this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything... No, here's a really important phrase. If we ask anything, how? Everybody, I want everyone to say it out loud. If we ask anything according to His... You see, I wonder, it, and we'll talk more about this in week four, if there's not a lot of things that we ask that are not according to his will, and the problem is, is that maybe we don't know him well enough to know his will. And so we go to him like a genie in the bottle, a genie in the lamp. Will you just grant me this? Will you do this? And we don't know God well enough to know his will, and so we don't have any confidence when we pray. He said this, um, he hears us. You can know that God hears you. You can know this, that God hears you when you talk to him. Verse 15, he says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. Jesus had a confidence. I, I wonder if every time before he does a miracle, the reason why a lot of times he would look up or he would say a prayer is because he wasn't just checking with his father. Is this what you want me to do? Is this how you want me to do this? Is this what you... There, there was a confidence when Jesus spoke and when he did things because he knew the will of his father. He knew that he had a good father. Can I tell you what I really believe? I believe that something happens every time you pray. Maybe you don't feel like it. But I believe we're going to discover that through the series. Let's say, let me say it again. Something happens every time you pray. Every single time we pray, something happens. And though maybe you don't see it in the natural right away, maybe you don't see it because sometimes you ask God for things that as a parent, have you ever had to tell your kids no? Hello, parents? Help me out, parents. You're an awful parent then. <laughs> if you have had to tell your kids no, you're an awful parent. I wonder if God gave me every single thing I asked for, if it wouldn't have ruined me by now. We'll talk about that in week four. But I do believe that everything, that something happens every time we pray. And I, I never noticed this before, but let me tell you what I believe happens. The very first time that Jesus ever prayed, we find this in Luke chapter 3. In Luke chapter 3, verse 21, this was the first moment that I can see in his life, career, ministry where he began to pray. And I want you to hear what happened when Jesus prayed. Luke 3, verse 21 says, when all the people were being baptized, this is the moment where Jesus was. It says, Jesus was baptized too. And it says that as he was praying, what opened? Everyone say it out loud. But I never noticed this. It says, as he was praying. I always heard the story of Jesus' baptism. And the other gospel writers, sometimes they leave that, that little moment where Jesus is actually looking up to heaven and praying. But Luke, he's a physician. He cares about the details. He cares about the symptoms. And so Luke tells us, wait, behold, Jesus was praying when heaven opened up. I really believe that when we pray, listen, something happens in the heavens. That when we pray, heaven opens up. Maybe you haven't seen that in your life, but I pray as we go through the series, you begin to believe that. That when we pray, something in the heavens opens up. When you pray, someone in the heavens turns his ear towards you. That when you pray, something happens between here and heaven, between you and God, that opens up a portal, that opens up a way for you to connect with your Father in heaven. You don't need a priest. You don't need me. That when you talk to God and when you pray, something happens in the heavens. And I don't know if you're here today, and maybe I bet many of you, you need something to happen in your life as I speak. 
I bet you there are some of you right now that you're thinking in your mind, I need this to happen. I need God. Maybe when you think about it, if you do prayer, it's always when you pray, it's like, God, can you do this? God, will you, my son, God, my daughter, God, our marriage, God, our family situation, God, our finances, God, our health. I just know this. There's some of you are struggling in your career. There's some things that are so uncertain right now. Some of you are battling with addictions. We hear about it all the time from you. Some of you are just feel depressed all the time. Some of you are full of anxiety all the time. I just just wanted you to know that every time you talk to God, every time you turn your eyes, your heart, and your voice toward heaven, that heavens open up and that God wants you to know that he hears every single pray, prayer that you pray. And let me tell you why it matters to God. Listen, I don't pray to get to know, or I don't pray so I can get God to give me something. At least that's the, the intent. But I pray so that I can get to know God. But then why is it that it feels like most of the time what I want to talk to God about is what I need? It's not bad to talk to God about what you need. Let me tell you why it is. It's because that is what weighs on your heart. And I want you to hear this. Like a parent, like a, a, parent, like a father. Like I have two daughters. And if something is weighing on their heart, it weighs on mine. Can I tell you that whatever is weighing on your heart weighs on the heart of your Father in heaven? The reason why God wants you to bring to Him the things, the reason why God wants you to bring those things to Him, listen to me, is because God cares about what you care about. Because He's a good Father. Because He loves you. And He just wants to have a relationship with you. And so I believe that through this series... I believe that not only are we going to get a new picture of who God is and how to connect with God, but I also believe that God is going to open up heaven and he is going to answer prayers that you and I are praying, that God's going to do something. Would you believe that with me through this series? Come on, I know you've got things that you're, that you're struggling through. I know you've got family situations. And I believe that God's going to do something. And I, I want to begin this series moving in the right trajectory. And so... You should have at your seat or when you came in a card. I'd like for you to get that card out right now. It looks like this. Would you just go pull that card out? We're going to do something together as we begin the series. I want to invite you just to go ahead and grab a pen. There should be a pen around you. I want you to begin to fill this out as I'm talking right now. Put your name on there, maybe your email address. This is something that as a church, we're going to do this together as a staff, we're going to pray for you, but we're going to invite our community to pray together. It says, I'm believing God to move in huge ways this month. I'm praying for, and I want you to begin to write down right now what's pressing on your heart. It's okay. I know I thought we weren't supposed to be getting from God. That's not going to be the goal of this. But when you understand that God loves you the way he loves you, that what is burdening you, it bothers him. And sometimes what we need to do is just begin that relationship and that connection with him. And if you don't know how else to begin, God's fine if you want to come to him and say, I'm hurting and I need help. And so I want to invite you right now just to begin to write down every single person. I guarantee every one of you has something in your life that's pressing. Maybe it's a family member that you're praying for. Maybe it's a fractured relationship. God, God would you heal our relationship? Maybe it's a financial trouble. Maybe you're, you're, you have uncertainty. Maybe you're dealing with anxiety. Maybe every day is a struggle because of fear and anxiety that overwhelms you. 
Maybe you're afraid of the future. Maybe you have someone in your life or maybe you're going through something physically and there hasn't been any answer and the doctors haven't been able to figure it out or someone you love is going through cancer or maybe you're just in a season of life where you're just struggling to know why you're here. You're battling an addiction. You have thoughts of suicide. I don't know what is going on in your life, but I want you to write this down. This is your prayer. This is, what you're, this is what you're connecting with your Father in heaven about. And listen, He wants to hear from you. He wants to know what's going on in your life. And let me tell you what we're going to do in just a little bit. I'm going to invite you to come forward at both our locations. And you're going to rip this bottom part of the card off. You can do that when you're done. And that bottom part is a reminder for you through this series to connect with God. It's a reminder, not just going to Him to get something from Him, but to get to know Him. But it's a reminder that God wants to hear from you. He does. So you're going to take that card, you're going to rip it, you're going to keep it and put it somewhere so you can see it in your car maybe. Maybe when you're driving to work. Maybe in your mirrors, you're getting ready in the morning. And we're going to collect those in a moment. And you can see there's a couple boxes that says, please do not post this request on our prayer webpage. We got this new page that I wanted to tell you about that we created. If you go to our website, the x.church forward slash prayer, um, if you go there, what you're going to see is just a, a, another way for you to submit prayer requests. Now, listen, this is different than private ones and personal ones that you just want our staff and pastors to know. These are things that you're okay with being shared publicly. They're going to show up and once we approve them. They're going to show up on that page. But here's what I want to do. It's not just about me and our staff praying, but our community praying. And when those things get posted on there publicly, you can jump on there and there's a way that you can encourage other people. There's a prayer button for each prayer request that you can just hit pray as you pray for them. And it, and it just gives a little counter so they can know, wow, four people, eight people, 23 people have prayed for me in my request. Listen, we're a community. We carry each other's burdens. That's what we do as a church family. Like we're in this together. What hurts you hurts me. What hurts any one of us hurts all of us. And so we're in this together. And so we got this website and we want to post some of these on there so people can be praying for them. If you don't want that, check that box, okay? Um, if you want to stay anonymous, that's fine. Let us know. And then here's something else that God just laid on my heart for our church to do. We're starting it this weekend and moving forward, okay? And that is this, that um, I've asked our, our campus pastors to assemble a prayer team. Some of you have been invited to be a part of that. If that's something that's on your heart, hey, listen, you can ask them about being a part of it. I don't want one weekend to go by that if you're here at church and you come to this church and you're struggling and you need prayer, that you don't feel like there's an opportunity for it. And so at the end of every experience, when we release, we're going to have prayer uh, team members that are going to come up front. And if you need prayer for anything in your life so that you don't have to carry it by yourself, you just stick around, you come forward, and they, they will be glad to pray with you. I, I just believe that, listen, every time we pray that something happens. How many of you agree with that? Every time we pray, something happens. Every time we pray, something in heaven happens. And I want to read to you from Matthew 18 as I close this, as we begin this journey together. Matthew 18, I want you to hear what Jesus said. Jesus, in talking about prayer, and I, I want you to know why it is that we're going to do this together as a church family. Because something powerful happens when we come together in prayer as well. Hey, it's awesome to pray and connect with your father on your own. But when we come together as a church and environments and we believe God for things, we agree something powerful happens. Jesus said this again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three gather in my name. He said, there I am with them. 
guess what? We got more than two or three. We got a few hundred. And so I just believe that when we come together and we pray for each other and we come together in agreement that something happens in the heavens, that the heavens open up every time you speak your heart to God, his ear is inclined towards you. God wants to hear from you. God wants to know you. And listen, the most important thing you need to know about your prayer is this. It's not about your problems. I know, I know God wants those, but prayer is more than just being about your problems. It's ultimately about experiencing his presence because that's why Jesus said when you come together and you have need and you pray here's what you need to know he said when two or three are gathered together I will be with you I will be there I'm gonna be with you and I'm gonna be in this place and I'm telling you God's in this place right now he's here today I want to invite all of you at both our locations to stand to your feet we're gonna start this series off believing God for these prayer requests we're going to start off really believing that God's going to do something. I, I want us to turn our hearts toward God right now in this moment. I want you to take that card. If you got that card, you've already ripped it off. I want you to hold it in your hand. And we're going to pray together. We're going to believe God for this. Some of you gave up praying for these things because nothing's happened in five years, ten years. I pray that today God renews your heart for him first and God renews your belief that he can still move miracles that God still works today how many of you believe that God still answers prayer if you do come on make some noise if you believe that God still answers prayer I believe that God still answers prayer and so we're gonna pray for these things and then I'm gonna invite you to come forward and to turn in this prayer request I'm going to invite you to come forward by faith and you're going to come to the front of your stage and you're going to drop this prayer request in so that we as a staff can stand with you and we're going to believe God for miracles. Let's pray together. God, we just come to you now knowing that you are a good father who desires to give good gifts to your children. Father, I pray right now that you would just begin to transform us, that you would change our minds about prayer. That God, though we hold prayer requests, that we don't come to you just with our wish list. But God, we want to come to you to know you today. God, I pray that you would put a new work in us. You would start something in us to believe you, God, for the prayers that are happening, Lord. Father, I just believe that you are going to release your angels. God, I believe that you're going to release power. I believe, God, as we pray right now in agreement, that God, you are opening up the heavens. Come on, he's opening the heavens right now. Your prayer request, it's on your card. If you don't know what to do, begin to just say it. God, I need this. God, my family needs this. God, heal my marriage. God, fix our finances. Help me fix them. God, we need you. God, I'm depressed. God, I'm discouraged. God, I want to give up. God, I don't have hope for the future. You begin to tell him what's on your heart. You begin to say, God, I need to know you. God, I've been so distant from you. Today, we're just connecting with him. Today, we're just going to receive from him. God wants to know you. God wants to experience you today.